Let's sit down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Who is happy in the house of the Lord? Are you happy to be in the presence of God? A clap for Jesus. Oh, I'm not saying clap for me. I'm not even saying clap for pastor. I'm saying clap for Jesus. Is that all you can do for Jesus? Hallelujah. God bless you. I want to bless the name of God. I want to bless God most high for this opportunity uh, to be in his presence. You know, every gift of life, every day that we see, we, we sleep and we wake up, is just an opportunity that God has given to us to enjoy because it is not everybody who has as we have today. Amen. So it is a great testimony. So <laughs> I was wondering why when they called for testimonies, we were all sitting down. Uh, we have a, such a great testimony. Amen. The gift of life that God has given to us. Amen. I want to appreciate God Amen, for what he has done for us. I want to also appreciate Pastor, Pastor Fry and uh, Pastor Busi for such an another privilege given to me to come and stand in front of saints. <laughs> Amen. Uh, like <laughs> as I'm seeing now, neatly dressed, AGP, fraternity to share the word of God. Amen. Pastor, God bless you. I know you are raising generals to impact the city and the whole of Eastern region of the Netherlands. And God will continue to bless you. Amen. It is not every place that you go and you get this opportunity. So, in fact, I don't take it for granted. It is actually an honor. No, no, not, not every pastor will, not every man of God will give his pulpit, pulpit just like that. Amen. And I know this is a great thing. He's training us. And I know in a very long time to come, we will stand in. Amen. And follow after him. God, Pastor, God richly bless you. And I also want to uh, appreciate you for coming to church today. Amen. That you didn't stay at home. A lot of things could have uh, this way um, could have attracted your attention, but in all, in the midst of all the uh, busy schedules, you just left them and you came. So God richly bless you. Amen. This morning, I'm going to shed, share a word of God briefly about the grace of God that I've entitled the finishing anointing or the finishes anointing. Hallelujah. The finishes anointing. Forgive me, my, I didn't <laughs> prepare slides, <laughs> but I know the technical team will help me. My, my main team will be taken from Luke chapter 14, verse uh, 27 to 30. And also later on, I also look, we also look at Matthew chapter 10, verse 22. Hallelujah. Shall we please bow down our head for a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. Your word is the truth. And we know today you will continue to impact us. Father, I pray that you take this vessel aside. Speak to your people as you would. Give us your word. Let us not lack the revelation behind it. Touch the faculties of our understanding. And give us illumination that comes through it. So that we will be able to prosper as we be doers of the word. We thank you, Jehovah, that you are with us. We thank you, that Lord, you are the Alpha and Omega. You have taken dominance of this place. We thank you for your presence, which is, which is full of this place, which has filled this place. We thank you, Jehovah, that you are going to help us, God, and teach us. 
Holy Spirit, if you know you've never left us orphans, you are always with us and you continue to be with us and teach us. We thank you also for such a time like this that you are going to teach us. We thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Finishes anointing. Finishes anointing. Believers, the gift of God, the gift of salvation, I mean the gift of salvation that God has given to us came to us at no cost. But then, there is a little we need to do. It is a race. It is a journey. It is a battle that we need to finish. We need to, f- we need to finish. We need to compete and finish. Hallelujah. The world is not interested in beginners. The world is not interested in how you, f- how you begin a thing, how you begin a matter. But it is interested in how you are able to end. So it is not about how great or how small the beginning of a matter is, the beginning of a subject is, the beginning of, of, of an issue is, but it is about how you are able to begin and how you are able to end it. Amen. The Bible says that when you compete in a race, you are not crowned until you are able to compete and finish it and even compete according to the rules. Hallelujah. Let's look at something from Luke chapter 14, verse 27 to 30. Can beam it. Yeah. Yeah. And whosoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Mm -hmm. For which of you, intending to build a tower, does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it? Lest after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, this man began to build and was not able to finish. Hallelujah. Or let's continue from verse 31. Or what a king going to make a war against another king does not sit down first to con- and consider whether he is able with 10,000 to meet him who comes against him with 20,000. Hallelujah. Beloved, this verse, this, this passage of the Bible is telling us that it is not about, so is it, it is not how great the foundation of what you are aiming at. It is not how great or how, how, how grand the beginning is. You know, when you begin building a, a, a house, you know, you can put such a magnificent foundation. But eventually, if you are not able to complete it, if you are not able to roof, and then you are able to, people are, you are able to inhabit the house, eventually people passing by say, ah, you have wasted resources. This man or this person began such a great thing, but he was not able to finish. Beloved, you are not crowned. So eventually God is saying that, you know, God is not interested. It is not enough that we become born again Christians. But God is expecting that we are able to run the course of salvation and accomplish it. By that, we will be crowned with the crown of salvation. Hallelujah. And when we compete, it is important that we compete according to the rules. According to the rules. You know, when athletes are running, you know, you are asked to run around the field. So the one who is poised to be first, even though you could go around and be first, but eventually if you end up passing the wrong track, you are disqualified. No matter how swift, no matter how 
how how skillful you were doing the race, you will be disqualified. Hallelujah. In our academics, I think here is an academic environment, so probably I can cite this example. You can score all the nice. You can score all the things. You can write a beautiful thesis, but eventually, if you are caught plagiarizing, you know the consequences. The consequences is that. It will nullify everything that you have done. So in life, and in our, and in our Christian race, God expects that we run and we are able to finish. But in as much as God expects us to, f- to finish our race and our, and our issues in life, he also expects that we compete according to the rules. There are rules of engagement. There are rules of engagement. And therefore, Jeremiah chapter 48, verse 10 says that, Curse is the man who does the work of the Lord anyhow. Curse is the man who does the work of the Lord anyhow. So it is not about just starting, but it is about being able to compete according to the rules and also according to, and being able to accomplish it. Hallelujah. So Paul said in 2 Timothy verse 14 to 8 that I have fought the go- a good fight. I have run the race and I have kept the race. What is left for me is the crown. Beloved, you need to do these things before you are crowned. Before you are crowned. So it is not just starting. You need to finish it. Beloved, most of us sometimes we struggle for fighting the wrong fight. But I pray today that through the help of the Holy Ghost, and through the help of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has called us into his vineyard, we'll be able to discover our identity, our identities in Christ and begin to trek on the right track which he has called us. Hallelujah. Assuming this morning, uh, Pastor gave, gave me the response, uh, asked me to come and preach here. Let's say when I came, I went to the children's ministry and I began, let's say, working over there. And then the time came for me to come and work here and I came to Pastor and I told him, Pastor, I've worked. I went to the children's ministry and I taught the children. <laughs> Hallelujah. Will Pastor be happy? Will the person who sent me to do this, will he, will he be happy? Praise God, he will not be happy. Beloved, I do not know the fight or the race of life that you are embarking on. But then the issue of the fact is that in a race, you know, or in a race of life, or in the course of salvation, there might be challenges. You know, let's look at something from Matthew chapter 10, verse 22. And look at what the Bible says. And ye shall be hated for, you shall be hated of all for my name's sake. But he that endureth to the end shall be saved. But ye shall be hated for all. You shall be hated for my name's sake, but those who endure to the end shall be crowned, shall be saved. This suggests that, you know, there are, you know, hatred. When you read Romans chapter, uh, chapter 8, verse 32 coming down, it mentions a lot of things that are hindrances, that could be hindrances, potential hindrances to the race, to our race, to our cause of salvation. It mentions hatred, it mentions oppression, it mentions famine, it mentions difficulties and a whole lot of things. So there are bound to be challenges. There are bound to be hindrances. You might be discouraged. You know, 
there might be sometimes you are you are discouraged. Sometimes you don't you, you are hopeless. But in as much as these things might crop up, you know, God is still expecting that we finish. God is still expecting that you finish. I don't know, as I mentioned, what, what cause or what you are perceiving now in your life. It might be marriage, marital life. It might be your ministry. It might be your academic life. Things might be challenging, but one thing that I, I, can, I, can, I can testify and, and I am fully persuaded is that, you know, there is a provision for us. Beloved, there is a provision for you to complete and accomplish what has been entrusted into your hands. And, and I'm speaking about nothing than the anointing of God, the, 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 the grace. There's a special grace that God gives to his children in order to accomplish whatever he has entrusted into them. Is it your ministry? Is it your job? Is it the, ministry? Is it, is it the business that you need to finish? There is a grace for you. Anointing, there is an anointing. Anointing in past grace. Anointing is a supernatural, it's, it's a supernatural sanctifying influences of God through the Holy Spirit upon the Christians for divine accomplishment and task. Anointing impacts grace. For the Bible says that my grace is sufficient for you. Probably you just started academic work. Maybe just one week. You, might, you are not seeing what, hey, you are asking yourself, am I going to finish? Hey, looking at how things are going. Beloved, but I want, to, and I want to assure you, I want to give you this assurance. God has made provision for you. And that is his grace. He said that my grace is sufficient for you. And in, my, and in your weakness, and in your weakness, his strength is made perfect. May the grace, may you receive this anointing. May you receive an anointing to accomplish the course of life, to accomplish the salvation gift which has been given to you. Because if you, if, if you are not able to finish, no matter how grand we started, no matter how, how, how good the, thing, the, the, the beginning was, you know, we, we, we will not be crowned. So the book of Ecclesiastes said, better is the end of a thing than the beginning. Better is the end of a matter than the beginning. Hallelujah. The anointing breaks yokes. Like as I said, irrespective of how difficult the thing may be, challenges will come. You know, trying to make you to abort. This morning, I want to encourage you, any aborted spirit assigned to cause you to, uh, to, 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 to forget the, the, the vision, to forget your vision, your divine mandate, your divine purpose will be, will, will be sidelined, will never prevail against you because the anointing of the Holy Ghost is upon you. The anointing, the Bible says that it breaks yokes. The anointing, you know, empowers, it gives, it gives wisdom, it gives excellent spirit. The Bible says that Daniel was full of the spirit of God and he, he had excellent spirit in him. So, so, so he was able to perform exceptionally above all the, the satraps in the kingdom. Amen. And you have this because the Holy Spirit is in you. The Holy Spirit is in you. Hallelujah. Beloved, I want us to look something from uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, and look at some, some, some few principles that will help us to accomplish every cause of, of, of life and whatever we are perceiving. Amen. He said, looking unto Jesus, 
the author and finisher of our faith. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. So the first principle or the first thing that you need to acknowledge is, is beloved, to look unto Jesus. You know, you need, to, you need to focus on him. Focus on Jesus Christ. You know, when you read the Bible, the Bible says that Jesus has accomplished everything for us. He has accomplished everything through the magnificent work that he did on the cross. And this anointing is upon him. Beloved, sometimes or most of us are tracking various things, but, you know, sometimes we forget that God, we forget the saving power of our Lord Jesus Christ, and we begin to sink. This morning, I want to encourage you. Do you want to progress? Do you want to advance? Do you want to receive the strength to accomplish the vision that has been entrusted into your hands? Focus on Jesus. He said that looking unto Jesus. Jesus is our author and finisher. He is the author and finisher of our faith. So in John chapter 19, verse 28 to 30, it says that Jesus Christ, he finished everything. He shouted that it is finished. So this anointing is operating. So by looking unto Jesus, focusing on him, focusing on him you attract this grace. And this grace begins to work in, your, in our lives. Hallelujah. You know, it is also about focusing. Being focused is also about zeroing in onto your purpose. Sometimes, you know, we are not fighting, you know, like as Paul said, I'm fighting, I have fought the good fight. I have fought the good fight. It becomes difficult. It becomes very in fact, laborious when you are fighting the wrong course. And this morning, it is important to, you know, to, what are you aiming at? What has been entrusted into your hands? And that is what you need to focus on. You need to zero in. We have heard it this many times, hallelujah, over here, that we need to focus, we need to be focused, we need to be people who are visionary. Focus on, be focused, target, you know, don't be, don't be jacks of all trade, but master of none. Jack of all trades, but master of none. So it is important to, 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 to concentrate on a few and prosper and receive reward, and receive the crown of life, than to busy ourselves with so many responsibilities which we have not even been what, mandated. We need to pray that, I pray that this morning, may God help us to identify the course of life, the, the, the very mandate that he, is, that he expects of us. Let's quickly look at something from Matthew chapter 14, verse 22 to 31. So we look at the significance of, of attracting the anointing by looking unto Jesus Christ. Now, I think it's about Jesus going with, uh, traveling with the, with the disciples, and he asks the disciples to, to take uh, the lead. So at midnight, the Bible says that he joined them by walking through, walking on the, on the sea. Maybe it's a long text, so, but and immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. Yes. And when he has sent the multitudes away, he went upon the mountain by himself to pray. 
Now when evening came, he was alone there. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by waves, for the wind was contrary, was opposing. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheers. It is I. Do not be afraid. Mm -hmm. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command that, command me to come to you on the water. Let's take notice of this. And he said, Come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Yes. 30. And when he saw that, you see, so far as Peter's eye was set on Jesus, the Bible says that he walked on the water, he walked on the sea. But immediately he saw. So, so now the question is, was, was, there wind, was there no wind blowing or was there no any um, uh, tide or waves on the sea? There was. But because he, was, he, he zeroed onto Jesus, and therefore, he was able to do as the Lord commanded. Beloved, we are able to do, we are able to accomplish everything that God expects of us. We are able to lead righteous life. We are able to, we are able to, invite, we are able to achieve much when we focus on the master, the one who has commanded us and entrusted into our hands the vineyard. He was able to walk amidst the waves and the tides and the wind that was blowing. But immediately, he saw the wind, which means that he, 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 he lost focus. And he began to look aside. And he began to hear the whisperings of the tides. Hallelujah. And so the Bible says that fear, fear gripped him. Beloved, fear grips us. When, when, when we begin to listen, we begin to wander away from Jesus Christ. So it is important. We need to tarry in the presence of the Lord. We need to tarry. We need to dwell in the presence of the Lord. We need to focus on the Lord Jesus Christ. So we receive the strength and, and, and divine grace to do the supernatural. The Bible says that the wind was boisterous. He was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried out, saying, Lord, save me. Beloved, if we stay out of focus from the Lord Jesus Christ, the master who has commissioned us, we will sink. But today, there is a special provision for us. And that is the reason why Jesus came to die. He said that Jesus stretched his hand and he saved him. Hallelujah. Now, let, we can go back to uh, Hebrews and look at the second thing there. Looking unto Jesus. So we've, talking, we've talked about, we've, we've, uh, we've, we've seen the relevance of focusing on the Lord. Now, the second is that the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, for the joy that was set before him. So, so, Another thing that will keep us, you see, that will, that will inspire the drive, the inner drive, and, and to, 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 to keep on, to keep on fighting the, the, the good fight of faith is to be visionary. You know, we need to be visionary, we need to be people of visionary. This thing is not new. We have heard this several times through preaching that pastor preached. Amen. So I put some of these things together. Hallelujah. There are things, we need to be visionary. You know, Jesus did, did not, he did not consider the atrocities. He did not consider the pain. He did not consider the, 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 the arrows, you know, the, 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 the things that was the, the, 
the painful thing that were being done to, to him. But he considered the joy <laughs> being decorated and crowned and seated on the right hand of God, on the right hand of the Savior. He, he focused on the vision. He focused on the glorious victory that is ahead of him. Beloved, you need to focus on, on, on you being crowned. You see, at, at, at the end of the day, the Bible says that we will be crowned. We will be like him. That is what we need to focus on. Because the enemy will try. As for whether you, you, you go and, you go and, you go and, I, I don't know how to, you go and hit him or, or, or not. He will by all means come and hit you. He will come and attack you. Hallelujah. But the important thing is that, so it means that the difficulties will come. But the important thing is that God, through Jesus Christ, has provided you with this grace to accomplish the task. Hallelujah. So let us be visionary. Let us be visionary. Jesus considered the glory of the crown that, that, that he is seated on the right hand side of the Father and he considered the joy that was set before him. The Bible says that he endured. He endured the cross. He endured the cross. You know, we need endurance, beloved. We need to be people who can stand the test of time. What is your faith? If you really want to see a Christian, a true believer, that is when you have to look at his faith. You know, the little thing that comes, that will separate the boys from the men. <laughs> Hallelujah. And that, oh, it's true. And that is why the Bible, the Bible in uh, the Epistle of John, is it, it describes them as men, young men, elders, and, and fathers. Hallelujah. Yeah, so, so, so this other thing is, is, is based on your faith. If you really want to see a true believer, it's by the faith. The little test of time that comes, then you're checking out. We need to be people who are able to stand the test of faith, who can endure the cross. The Bible says that Jesus endured the cross. Hallelujah. Now, the third point. Let's go back to uh, the, 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 the Hebrews, yeah? Uh -huh. So, who, was, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and has sat at the, you know, he despised the shame and her sight. So, but then there, he says that the author and finisher of our faith. So we need to acknowledge, you know, acknowledge the saving power of the Lord. The Bible says that faithful is he who has begun this work in you and he shall surely accomplish it. Has God given you the opportunity to come here and study and will he not help you to go through this academic work? Has God brought you, has God helped you to get married? And will he not help you? Why is it that sometimes we forget about the saving power of God? We forget that God is always with us. In Isaiah chapter 41, the Bible says that, it says that I will help you. I will, I will, I will help you. I will, hold your righteous, I will hold you with my righteous right hand. So his provision is ever abiding with us. But it is us that we fail to acknowledge that he is ever ready. He is ever present with us. Amen. You know, so, so, so we need to acknowledge that Jesus, let our decisions, you know, let everything that we do be that that is led by the Spirit. Let us not sideline Jesus Christ. Let us not put Jesus Christ behind us. Let us involve him in everything that, he, that we do as believers. And we will be blessed. Hallelujah. Because faithful is he who has called us and he will also help us to finish the race. You know, 
An important thing that we need to also remember is the fact that we need to, we need to have faith in him. We need to have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. It's about faith. Acknowledging the saving power of the Lord Jesus is about the faith and the belief in him. Do you believe in him enough? The Bible says in Romans chapter 4, verse 21, 20 to 21, that Abraham did not waver in faith, but then he, 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 he believed. Okay, you can read. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. 21. And being fully convinced that, other version also say, that is what I, I like. He said that, and being f- persuaded, be persuaded. He was, you know, persu- I think persuasion is beyond faith. It's, it's, it's getting to the point that irrespective of what happens, I trust in him. Irrespective of what happens, I believe that he's able to accomplish that which he has promised. And that is why it was accounted to Abraham as, a right, as righteousness. Beloved, let us be fully convinced in the Lord. God is our righteous, is our, is our helper. He's able, what is, what is too hard for the Lord? There is nothing too hard for the Lord. Hallelujah. Let us believe in him. Now, as I bring my message to an end this morning, I just want to encourage us, beloved, that the crown of salvation we have all received, we have all received from the Father. None of us worked for it. None of us worked for it. For it. God has given us so many things. God has entrusted a lot into our hands. Is it academic work? Is it the job? Is it the business? You know, you need to trust in the Lord that once he has helped you to start it, he shall surely help you to accomplish it. His grace is sufficient for every, eh, to survive every situation. Amen. As, 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 as I was saying, you see, but then there is a part that we need to play. Remember, there is a part that we need to play. It is a race. Let us let us run that we will receive the we will receive the crown remember you are not alone in the course of life in the race in this race the grace of god is sufficient for you focus on the lord the author and finisher of our faith beloved i want to encourage you that you shall do exploit even as we are focusing him even as we buy we abide in him let us remember let us let nothing draw us cause us to to quarter to be dissuaded from the presence of the lord and from his course. And eventually, you will be celebrated. God richly bless you. Amen.